Greetings, postmasters and the public, for the public, for the hellos, for the welcome. Many blessings are upon us, even though they are hidden in the shadows and they are hidden in the darkness sometimes. Today it's going to get pretty deep, so let's enjoy what comes up and how it comes up. My name is Colin Rachel Heifendara Colin Prince, and I do have a special guest with me today. Ah, ah, ah. And we are so fortunate to have this special guest. But before we do, um, what I would like to do is get us kind of primed for the energy of this portal that we are about to experience and blast off into. For those of you who are tuning in for the first chance, first now space, I'd like to say welcome, welcome, welcome. And for those of you who are with come back, many blessings. We are so always so thrilled to see you back in the chat. So see some good faces, good names, and some good welcomes in the chat. So always, always very, very comforting to see some familiar names and blessings. So one of the things I wanted to do today before we invite in Colin Marie, I can Laura Colin Putman into the chat with us, into the talking chat that is, when we're going to talk about traumatization. Um, this time, the Postmaster's Basic is a little less about the claim of the life. So again, like if I said, if you're new here, welcome, but we're going to get less into uh, concepts of what uh, Colin Russell-J. Colin Gould has done already for the world. And more so, this one is more so for the Postmasters who have arrived, <laughs> who are here. And they have their claim of the life and they're realizing that maybe they didn't, uh, the work isn't done and they didn't get rid of the, the trauma and all of the stuff that comes along with the, the things that we need to be accountable for. And so we need some guidance. We need some um, assistance with the resistance, right? So we're going to talk about trauma and the traumatization and the dramatization, the trauma leads to drama and how we can work through some of these data points and um, do it in a way that is going to be healthy and wealthy and wise and in the, you know, with the least, um, with the most tact as possible, because I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you guys. There's, I've seen a lot of tactless, um, interactions, uh, a lot of tactless dealings, and we got to clean it up. And this includes myself. We have got to figure out how to communicate and contract tactfully without leaving like a, you know, a hacksaw job on the cords that we create and we have between people. And this goes for everyone. No one is excluded in this. So if you are, even if you don't have your claim of the life yet, you are, you are with the invitation, the vitation, the vitality to fully embrace 
the concepts so that when you are ready to get your claim of the life, you are with the preparation and with the, the, the knowledge and the closure of, of how to contract justly, fairly, um, with tact, with honor, with grace. It's not going to happen every time, but if we're going to learn to communicate and contract in the postmaster venue, then this is a very, very, very important step. So this is why I wanted to do this particular podcast this time, such as so. There is so much going on and so much activity right now. Like I said, <laughs> even the canines comprehend what's going on. That was funny. There's activity going on, guys. It's, it's happening all around us. And we, we're just in a very, um, I feel like the, the work, the, the, the portal, it's like the shift again, it's, it's happening again. We're having like another major, it's like a new moon, it's father's day. There's a lot, there's a lot going on on this day in this, in this, in this time zone, in this space zone, in this, um, entire energy field. Um, and it, and it's very, um, it's happening whether you see it or not. And so the best thing that we can do, of course, it's different for everyone is, is just to make sure that we're, we're aware of what's going on in our now space and that we're okay with it. So, um, and that's one of the things I've been working on. Am I okay with, with what's going on? And if not, do I need to go stop and correct? not, you know, either someone else or, um, shift something myself for myself. So what I would like to do is again, like I said, a little less on the claim of the life, a little bit more on what you do when you get your claim of the life and you're sitting here going, Oh my God, I now what? And, um, one of the things I wanted to do as I create the, the bubble of the love for all of the, for, for, for all of us here today on this podcast, as we create it together, Aaron Lynn says, uh, shadow work. Yes, Colin, Aaron, shadow work. We're doing the shadow work today and we're dealing with that. we got to deal with it somehow. But what I'd like to do is pick a tarot card. I have angel cards and uh, Doreen Virtue. And, um, whoa, hello. And uh, I see the one that has come up for us is uh, the seven of water. And... Um, it says a complex decision, the need to do research or stop procrastinating. Sorry for all of the no contract words, but it's a complex choice, the need to do more searching and stop procrastinating. So let's get to it. <laughs> if you guys um, could speak through a card, that's what we're saying. So that's kind of cool. So we're creating the bubble of love today. And in doing so, I'd like to bring in the amazing uh, Marie-Laura Colin Putman, who is has an expertise within trauma. And so I would like trauma um, expert Marie-Laura Colin Putman to come on right now and just introduce, talk to your, talk about yourself, talk about a, just a quick, uh, you know, uh, concept of, of, of what your expertise is and, and um, your interest in 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 the trauma work hi yeah Welcome. so hi thank you so much for having me and i want to say happy father's space to all the dads um i'm really happy to be here to be talking about all of these all of the things that we're going to be talking about um so my name is um my name is colin marie hyphen laura colin putman and i am an educator i've been one for 19 years 
Uh, I spent 16 years in the classroom, one year as an assistant principal, and the last couple of years I've been in what's called an academic coach. And I started becoming trauma-informed back in 2018, before the pandemic. And since then, I've gone down all types of different rabbit holes with it because the work is so important for what I've been doing in my now space. Um, and it's, it's led me into other, um, other education experiences involving some pretty heavy topics um, that affect womankind and mankind. That's like sexual violence, domestic violence, um, and also working with people reclaiming identity and culture. And so I'm not a therapist. Um, I'm not a clinician. I'm a coach. And with these topics, I use, I use these topics or, um, within trauma to teach. I also instruct people um, working with, with students. And um, I also coach the people I work with. So, oh, great. Yeah, sorry. I was posting in the, um, in the chats to get to, to let everybody know we're live now. We are, and uh, we, this is going to be audio saved. So we'll have it uh, within the uh, archive, within the Postmasters Portal podcast archive on Podbean. And I think that's iHeartRadio. And there's a bunch of different other uh, Amazon and um um, you can, you guys can, I'll put the link down below so you guys can share it and share this with those that are not on Telegram. So, um, thanks, Laura. I mean, I mean, Marie, Marie hyphen Laura. Um, I want to have you just dive right into it as our, our card says, let's just stop procrastinating and get right to it. Okay, so I wanted to give everybody just a brief background about what trauma-informed is, and so I'm going to put an image in the chat if you would like to take a look. So I have quite a few images that I'm going to be sharing um, during this talk. Some of them I've tried to work to make them into quantum, but quite a few of them are in fiction, so um, be bear with me. I think it would be nice to move this into to the quantum field. So within a trauma-informed lens, um, these are like this, these viewpoints, these are the ideals that we look for um, when we are looking at life through a trauma-informed lens. They're not, they are ideal, and uh, especially right now, um, this is extremely difficult due to societal um, issues that we've got going on. And so it's just a matter of, of, of taking them in and um, just, just having that awareness, uh, that capacity, um, that, that um, well, the awareness about trauma that, that we can heal, it's, it is definitely an ongoing thing. Um, and it's, trauma is very, um, I say it's, it's very, it's extremely personal, it's very individualized, and it's very nuanced. Um, a talk like this is not something that I usually do. I'm usually working with a smaller group of people in person, or I'm working one-on-one -on -one with someone um, just to just to give you an idea. So um, I have that image to share. Then I wanted to share with you, get another image going. We're going to do something interactive. Um, and so what I would like you to do um, is we're going to go over the different parts 
of the brain. Oh, that's not what I wanted. Sorry. Um, well, I guess I'll go with that since that's what I. Oh, thank you. Oh, sorry, I just deleted <laughs> it because I didn't know if so you okay. could delete. Um, there we go. Okay, so I'd like you to. I'd like listeners. Uh, you're going to hold up your hand and make a fist. Put your thumb underneath your knuckles. Okay, and we're going to walk through the different parts of the brain. There's another image here that I wanted to share with you. This one is infection. Um, but these are the different parts of the central nervous system functionality so, to give you an idea. So um, when we're a prefrontal, um, we, you're using our prefrontal cortex, that's our logic, okay? So you're pointing to your knuckles right now. Um, that's where we're doing our, our planning, our logic. Um, we have self-control, we're, we're sensing things. Um, we're able to um, read math and symbolism. Um, we, we can communicate. Um, we can have nonverbal cognition. Um, off on the side where the thumb is, that's your limbic lobe. And this is where this is dominated by our emotions. So this is where our amygdala and our hippocampus are. And um, this is where our emotions are um, when we're, we're filtering through things. So this is where like the subjective interpretation can come into play with things because, you know, facts are facts. That's the prefrontal cord, you know, everything's very logical. We have to be careful um, when we're interpreting things. And this is where just to be aware of, of our limbic system that if, if we are subjective interpretizing, then, then our emotions are at play. And so um, our, our limbic system is at work. Um, and then we have the, the deencephalon and the cerebellum. Um, this is, this is the, this is the brain stem. Um, the deencephalon is next to the limbic lobe. The cerebellum is that, that kind of ball in the back of, of the brain. Um, and the, they communicate. So the limbic will communicate the deencephalon, which communicates to the cerebellum, um, about whether or not a perceived threat is is something that you need to to be worried about, because remember we are wired for safety. Your brain is always going to keep you safe, no matter what, and your brain is going to keep you safe depending on your backstory, you know, your history, your values, your biases, um, and, it, and it's going to map you to safety. And so we'll talk about that in a minute. Um. Okay. Next. So we have we have like you're looking at your hand and you're kind of giving this is the is the the front when you're looking at your hand that's the front brain right front of your head your forehead that's kind of area that's, that's your forehead that's right okay so we're talking kind of more logical in the front and right. we're talking about kind of on the side a more uh, the more of the emotions or the limbic system right right. Correct. And then things go down uh, the, um, they get processed through the, I love how you did the quantum on the diencephalon. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I think you just, okay. Uh, and then so it gets kind of processed down through that and the cerebellum to do what? 
Um, well, that that is the area that's going to keep you safe. So it'll mm. your brain's going to shut off different regions, um, and that's where you go into fight or flight, freeze or fawn, um, depending on whatever uh, sensory things that you're picking up. Okay, and then on the other side, you have the limbic that goes down into the hippocampus and the amygdala, which do, is doing what? So that's the emotions. Emotions. So, it goes down to it. Okay. Yeah, and so when you we're and here's the well, how about this? Oh, I have two images I could share right now. Um, let me see how they. Is that why? Uh, yeah, Tureko is asking something about the. Uh, is that why kids suck their thumbs? Is that like an emotional comfort thing? Maybe. Yeah, like definitely. The, that's soothing. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's going to be the the brainstem. Um, yeah, that's that's the survival, the brainstem, um, cerebellum area. Okay, so I created these two images. Um, so what we're, we're going to be talking about today is regulation activities. In trauma-informed, we get rid of stigma, and we talk about regulation um, and dysregulation. And so um, regulated is... You know, you, you're calm, you have homeostasis, life is good. Um, you're, you're really able to perceive the world around you from your prefrontal cortex and your frontal cortex. And uh, you're able to connect then with emotions. But you're very logical. You're able to stay there. And you're not so much, um, well, well, you're not. You're, you're, you're balanced. Okay. And then, uh, so, sorry regulated is you're, you're perceiving things from the top down and you're filtering out and filtering through information all of the uh, how many bits of millions of bits of information that we're taking in every second and then dysregulated if you look at the other image um if if you are in survival mode all the time um you are your frontal lobe is not switched on as much. I mean, it's still there, but it's just not being used because you're you're so focused on survival, and that's that bottom up. So when we're we're filtering out, that's why you know somebody might say something, and if you have a regular, you know, maybe somebody makes a joke, and somebody who is regulated will think it's funny or whatever, brush it off. But someone who's dysregulated will take it personally. You know what I mean? Like. Um, they're filtering through the information in a different way, using their emotions to, to garner whether or not that, that joke was safe or whatever. Yeah, that's interesting. Kind of like what's going on in the world today. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, dysregulated, D, or I guess that's not a very good word, but yeah, we get the picture of deregulated. Yeah. Is, Go ahead. Mm -mm. That was, I was just making that comment. Okay. Um, mm, no, I don't want it. I don't want that one. I'm sorry. It was the other one that I, I put in. So I'm, what I'm trying to say, what I'm getting to the point of is that trauma is uh, mainly a subcortical experience. Um, when we're healing trauma, um, it's it, we're not dealing with the, the the frontal cortex at all. We're really are in our emotions. We are in survival, 
and um, it's it's pretty miserable. Um, Wait, so when we're when we're in, so are you, can you say that again? So when we're dealing with trauma, when we're we're sifting through, when we're doing our shadow work too, um, we are. It's mainly subcortical. It's it's that experience. Our frontal lobe isn't really turned on. Again, it's there, but we're not we're not using it necessarily depending so we're on... in more of that de dysregulated where, yes. where it's more emotional survival mode and is that is that um is that considered like if you think about like memories yes. and thinking about the past and how that tr is triggering yes it, does that ha play into it yeah that um they're going to be stored there i'm not exactly sure where memories are stored sorry but um they are in that in the in the limbic areas the limbic areas are, are that's where you know that's where a pituitary gland is as well yeah you're not like a brain expert we're not expecting you to be <laughs> like a total <laughs> but just to get the concept of uh, just to put it to a, an image or it, mm -hmm. it it really helps i think others to comprehend uh, that if if it's a it's a logical concept for how to comprehend one's own trauma of maybe where you are or you aren't in a moment, I know that I get triggered if I'm experiencing um, you know something painful that exacerbates it if I start thinking about the past and getting triggered by those you know, old photos or triggered by something that's nostalgic or something that reminded me of where I'm not in this moment. And right. that's very and that, emotional and that's almost traumatizing. It's like, it's exacerbating the trauma. That's right. And also that just made me think about the subconscious because a lot of our memories are stored in our subconscious and our subconscious is formed from zero to 12. And so any imprints that we have from our family or, or, or growing up or whatever, um, come from that. And um, uh, Bruce Lipton talks about how people are like 95% of the time we run on auto autopilot and we really have to be intentional, like, and especially now in this now space uh, going forward into the future, we have to really be intentional about, um, about our actions, our choices, our thinking um, and, and work to to make it positive for ourselves and our, our you know family or community everything. Very very fascinating stuff here. Well, I had a few other person. I'm I'm pick 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 fixing someone's. My, one of my biggest pet peeves, you guys, is when you write quantum in brackets but that's not what it should be it should be out of brackets so you guys are are doing good with your quantum so stick with your with those of you that are feeling like you're getting more confident in writing quantum go for it take it out of the brackets you take off the training wheels because um it's it's uh it, it's it's doing the quantum language a disservice to put it in brackets i should say that um so Marie, I mean, what what else did you want to talk about? I had a, a few more images I wanted to share just for because um, I don't know where everybody's um, level is with this. Um, and then 
and then we can move on um, to, to how to how to heal. Um, so I'm going to put all three in at once. So um, made this image uh, just to sh show, just as a definition of what trauma is, it's an extreme threat, terror, or horror, and a lack of control or perceived lack of control. And so it's a switch from logical and rational to instinctive and habitual. And if you look at the next image with the trees, okay, um, again, we are hardwired for survival. It's just you know, talk about cavemen or whatever, our brain is constantly filtering through all kinds of information to make sure that we are safe. And so really, truly, if, if, if we're struggling with, with our shadow work, um, which we all do, um, it's, it's really the brain doing what the brain does. And so give our brains grace um, to get through that. And I share this image because this, you know, this tree, the tree, the forest, you know, depending on who, this might be an, a scary image to someone, you know, if they had a traumatic incident in a forest or something like that. Or maybe this person, somebody might think that this is a calming situation. It, it looks relaxing, it's got fog and everything. So, um, and then the last one I'm sharing is, um, these are things, these are clues that you are regulated. Your nervous system is, okay? You're able to think clearly. You're able to have fun. You're at ease in your body. Um, you're emotionally stable and you are able to have, you're able to sleep well. And that is one that I have struggled with, the sleeping well for the last three years. So I'll, I'll admit that right there. <laughs> so those are, that's what I, that's what I, oh, and then I wanted to talk about window of tolerance, if that's okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then. Well, I, I just to, to look at this meme about. Uh, trauma is extreme threat, terror, or horror, and does it does it always have to be so violent like that? No, it doesn't necessarily have to be. Because I was thinking about that after I created it, because this is from my notes. Um, I guess lack of control, you know, lack of control. It, absolutely lack of control. The absolute stress that we've all been under for however long now, um, and just the re also the realization of what what's going on in the world that's traumatizing <laughs> so um yeah um yeah my my one of my friends recently told me said to me you know like everyone you know or a family member has died or a friend has died or something's you know shifted in their life or something traumatic has happened or someone that you know has had something traumatic happen to them, especially within the last three years. Right. And it's, it's something that we're having to deal with on a more regular basis now that is like, a, is like a reality. And that's hard. That's very yeah. difficult. Yeah. For a lot of us. Absolutely to like come to the conclusion that it's like, it's like a thing and have to deal with people dying. And I mean, people die all the time. I get it. But before it was like, I, I didn't know anyone who died for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely a different, it's another awareness and it's, you got to integrate it. You got to 
integrate and like how is this you know it's it's heartbreaking how is this going to make how how are you going to 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 move on um or cope um i have three other images i wanted to share with folks um and um that's the piece about the trauma so this first one is uh this is a trauma web this is purely for educational purposes only um, these are different types of traumas that we can, on the left, it's the types of traumas that we can experience in our life. And then um, the ones on the right, those are our are, are behaviors that, that can come of it, whether or not, um, you know, because we all dysregulate differently as well. Um, various people dysregulate in different ways. So this is, some people don't necessarily think of something as being traumatic, and then there's the realization like, oh, yeah, I need to spend some time healing that. I really do need to spend some time. And one of the things that I use um, with people that I work with is like, you know, you have a closet full of shoe boxes, and in each of those shoe boxes are different experiences. And uh, let's say something triggers something, you don't necessarily know where it came from, but you got triggered. And a shoebox, all the contents fell down onto the floor. Instead of picking up all of those pieces very quickly and shoving it back into the box and shoving it back into the closet, just spend, you know, get, be curious about examining what's in the contents and see what kind of emotions come up. And that's where that grace um, and that self care comes from, too, because um, we need to practice that self compassion when we're, when, when we are doing shadow work as hard as it is. Um, what what would you say in order to not make trauma happen again? Is it, would you bring it back to, you know, making sure that we're kind of looking at that picture of the knuckles and the hand model of the brain that um, we're kind of regulated staying in that in that more regulated system that we're more aware of our you know ability to think clearly ability to have fun being at ease in our body emotionally stable and able to sleep well and if we're not then we know we need to do some work right As, or do you have some other tips for everybody um yeah that it's number one is that awareness and and recognizing like I need to, I need to, to look at that. And then, um, and then, yeah, spending, just spending that time, um, sifting through, um, and with the self-compassion also not taking things personally. Um, when we're dysregulated, we, we tend to take things pretty personally and I'm, I can be like that too. Um, and recognizing that everybody has their own little world and they're doing their own thing. And if they say something off off the cuff or out of pocket or or whatever, it's, it has nothing to do with with you or with me. It's it's it has everything to do with them. And so you just you leave it you leave it where it is and and you move keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, uh, it takes a lot of work. I, I like the. Um, uh, Ruiz Miguel, the, the, uh, what are they called? The four agreements. Yes. Yes. 
absolutely. Those are really good to, to look at again right now. Yeah, I mean, that definitely, definitely helps. But I think the four agreements, um, it's, it's, it's all we can do is control ourselves. And so being able to control how we react is, is one thing we can do to prevent more trauma or to, to relapse or lapse back into. However, when the trauma is already deeply embedded, that's where I feel like people need the most right. guidance. Right. Right. Um, I like the, I don't know when it was, it was like 10 years ago. I and mean, it's not something I've done every day, but it's something that I, I continue to go back to is like doing the best I can every day. And every day is going to look differently, but I'm not in any competition with anybody else. It's just me and myself. So just, just setting the intention that you're going to have the best day possible and then whatever comes your way, uh, you're just going to do the best you can to, to yield through it. You had some ideas, some concepts on um, helping people with their, uh, the, the, the other documents you sent me about helping them when they, have traumas to to get rid of them. Why don't we talk about those? Sure. Um, I put and I posted in the meantime while she's looking for that stuff. I posted the four agreements, and oh. you can find that. I'll put the link to um, his. Let's see here to the book. Uh, Miguel Ruiz, Don Miguel Ruiz. If you guys haven't read that one in a while, it's always good to go back to someone else. I was. Uh, looking at um, on YouTube has a uh, tarot reading. You know they do tarot reading on for different astrology signs online. And they were, he was like, you know, if you haven't if you haven't read the Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle or you haven't read it again lately, go back to it. And I thought it was really interesting that now that we have such a a, a concept of the now space and being in the now. Uh, within this venue and we're kind of bringing that to life what that uh, what that book would be like and so I'm, I'm curious to go back into it and see it I mean besides the fiction babble language it can um, and of course I don't want to syntax it and you know obviously it's it's in double English but the concepts uh, can still um, resonate with us and so we'd we'll be curious to go back into to the power of now and read that now and being in the now is always is always more comforting as long as we're not being traumatized in this now space but the magic of the now space is that we can if we're really practicing the now and every in each moment then i feel like the the magic can happen for safeguarding our now space safeguarding our every move and you know, and, and being able to just get to from point A to point B safely or navigate wherever you need to go or whatever you need to do or put the good volition out there and get something started with that. It takes a lot of tension. It takes a lot of um, like in the tension, in the, with the volition, with the conception of doing that in each moment, but what else are you going to do? 
Do you know what I mean? It's like, what else are we going to do if not be thinking in the now space, like, and be thinking for our own safeguarding and be thinking for our own sanity and health and wealth. And, and like, if we can be in the now, then, um, and sometimes it elicits different, uh, you know, different things out of us. Like maybe sometimes we need to be more in silence. Maybe we need to meditate more. Or maybe we need to laugh more or dance more. Um, and I think this is something that you're going to get into in, in um, as how to shake off trauma. But I'm just yeah. saying, you know, as we live in the now space, as we live in those moments, we just make this, we just fully integrate this into our, um, you know, constant living. And yeah, that's right. This The now space is the safest place to be. Absolutely. To, to shake that off. So um, there's various ways that we can let things go. It's highly sovereign. It really depends on the person. Um, number one, though, is, is work to, to try not to be on autopilot as much. Um, and you know, you'll be able to tell when you are on autopilot because your subconscious comes in. Your subconscious is, if that's your inner child, that's, um, that's going to be negative talk. That can be, um, negative, um, influences that, that will creep through. And so just work to, to notice that. And you can do that, um, through body scans. Um, but body scanning is also really good. You're paying attention to different body, uh, responses and send awareness and love to different parts of your body. Again, this is a now space thing too. Um, it's, a, it's part of uh, meditation is also really good. I really like somatic. Oh, so trauma is, is stored that imprinted trauma, generational trauma, trauma, definitely, but um, traumas that have been around with us that we haven't been able to shake off. Uh, they get stored in our gut and in our womb. And so we want to look for somatic experiences and somatic means, um, where you're feeling, you're, you're able to connect with different parts of your body and feel through it and release stuck energy, um, stuck things. So you can do somatic breathing exercises. Um, and there's one that I really like called the VU sound. Um, when you practice it, it's, it's almost like the OM. Um, but the point of practicing this is it's, it's very light. We could do it now if you would like. Um, we, yeah, we, I think we could, uh, is that we might be able to end with it. I do want to answer some things in the, in the chat and that way we could end with something like that. Would that be sure. would that? Okay. Sure. So we'll come back to that. Going away. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then, so Kim, so, but I wanted to talk about what you were saying about the <clears throat> feeling it in your body. Did you, you just mentioned that, right? Yeah. So, and feeling it in your body and, and getting, getting moving, you got to get your energy flowing. So that could be. Well, wait, before, before you get into movement though, I wanted to, the reason I wanted to stop is here is because when we're talking about trauma, um, it does, trauma does get stored in the body. You may have already said this, right? But um, trauma does get stored in the body. So what I wanted to do was a little exercise here right now 
Kim says military movements across 17 plus cities in the U.S. What's happening? And so what I would say back to that is now there may not be a direct correlation with the trauma and the fear mongering or the fear projections that they're trying to do or create. Okay. And I'm not saying I'm not trying to devalue or lessen the value of your concern for what is happening with the military movements, right? That is valid. Um, for you. And, but what I would say is, and what I've practiced is saying, okay, where does that, uh, what does that do in your body? Can you feel the, the reaction or the, um, like, can you feel the movement in your own body of where that fear might be sitting? So like, maybe when you say, you know, read that article that there's a lot of military movements happening around um, that the country, like, like, can you locate a place in your body where you feel that's tightening up or that feels congested or that feels concerned from your mental perspective? Uh, maybe it's just your brain or maybe it's your heart or maybe it's your gut or maybe it's your solar plexus. And I would say, um, that you're, it, you know, you, cause in order to, clear trauma, it's helpful to be able to locate the trauma. Would you agree to that? And do you have any kind of, can you take it from there? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're going to feel that. And then um, you're going to use self-talk about, about that, um, about paying attention to, is it in your now space right then and there? Is it something that you can see directly with your eyes? Then no, then you need to calm, need to, to calm down. Um, yeah, because like, because we don't know what we're, I think all of us are on the edge of our seats thinking like, well, what could happen next? Like, what's going to happen next? And what, what is that going to be like? And I think that's a lot of future projection, but it's all also a lot of like, well, how did I handle fear and stuff from the past when 9-11 happened or, you know, it could trigger that stuff. So the best that we can do is to really rest into where we feel that in our bodies, like Marie said, and then go into, um, uh, you know, breathing into that area. And, and then also saying, is this in my now space? Is this, is this, if I bring myself back to now, can I, am I having that same experience or is it what I, like I was saying earlier, like, is it a memory of something that you remembered prior and that brought you back to that pain and that's the fear and where is that stored in the body i mean this is like triangulations essentially. right right absolutely um it could be too especially with the news i i don't pay attention to the news i i don't give it any mind um and occasionally things will catch my attention but i, I go back to the now space and i just I think about how it's it's just it's not in my 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 presence. It's vibration. Um, it's, 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 yeah, it's it, I I I don't necessarily like the internet very much, especially nowadays because there's just so much fear and um, horrible things. So I I just don't pay attention to it. I focus on my animals. I focus on my, my other things that I've got, my other projects I've got going and, on. And I, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I also think there's preparation that we all need to be doing sure. in, in this time, you know, you can't just be living in Nana land. Like some of my friends out there who I'm just like, 
you know, here's just, I'm just like, make sure you get, you know, some water for, you know, or just make sure you're, you know, I know you're going to those uh, concerts and festivals, but like also just make sure you've got some ivermectin and like your supplies at your house, you know, like, okay, it's okay to like live, but like also we, this is the time when everybody is kind of saying the best that you can do is to actually uh, prepare uh, get right. ready, get, get, um, organized it, the best that w- you can for, for whatever that looks like within reason. Don't traumatize yourself by that, but also be smart about it and, and get in optimal shape. Like this is the right. time to go, f- go fix that cranky knee or go, you know, if your back's hurting, go get, go to the chiropractor, take care of those things so that, you know, cause when shit, if shit really hit, does hit the fan, you're, you, I mean, granted, sometimes when we have adrenaline, adrenal, adrenaline, it can take away the pain in our body, but we don't want to be stuck in that adrenaline. That's not, that's aggravating to the nervous system long-term. So. Right. Um, your head's on a swivel. You're, you, you know, you're aware of your surroundings um, and you are, you're preparing yourself. Yeah. Physically, definitely. You're, you're, and that's also could be a tr- the trauma release because you are moving your body you are moving that stuck energy you are processing old emotions old memories so um i know you have some some other shares with uh we talked about somatic and feeling it in the body right yeah do you want to um, recap the- your the, the the main ones and then we'll keep going with those yeah. Um, so Paraphrase. breath work, breath work is, is super huge. And actually breath work is tied to the soul. Um, if you are spiritual, um, breath, we don't take enough breaths. Enough. We're supposed to be taking 12 deep breaths every hour. And I, I know I don't necessarily do that all the time unless I'm intentional about it. We, we're used to shallow breaths. So it's really important to, to connect with the breath. Um, and do it in different ways and also feel into your body depending on whatever your body's telling you. Um, there's also somatic exercises that you can do. This is uh, loosening um, trauma that's stored in the hips and in the womb. Um, and when you are releasing trauma, you are going to uh, shake. Your hips are going to shake. You need to shake that energy. And that's why I like dancing. Um, like Jamaican dance hall wine dancing is really fun because it's wide range of movement of your hips. Um, yeah, I have a, a couple, a friend couple that they dance like every morning and they mm-hmm. turn on loud music and they dance and they get into that vibration. I yep. know uh, just having been a yoga teacher for so long, I was, uh, well, you know, you had mentioned that uh, getting, we store stuff in our hips and we don't just store it in our hips, but for men, a lot, it is in the hips and yeah. a lot of um, really poor ergonomics, driving, um, sleeping, um, right. you know, making, uh, being intimate, making love. Like there's a lot of bad habits that go on and right. and we need to be comprehensive of of all of the different ways in which we can tweak our body if we're not 
doing vigorous exercise to free it. If we're not stretching, you don't mm-hmm. have to stretch to do a yoga. You know, some of us have broken up with yoga, but, but, but I still like to stretch, you know, when I like to stretch right. and do what I do, what my body needs to express. But, um, you know, to watch, sometimes watch, um, men stretch it's just so painful to watch. It's like, get into your body guys, you know, like, like just spend some time on a yoga mat stretching around on the floor, you know, like yeah. it's okay. <laughs> it's it's yeah. do it at home alone. Like I know, um, you know, for, I would do that with chief. And then he'd tell me like, he went to the basketball courts with his yoga mat that I got him, you know, it was kind of funny. So it's like, he's the <laughs> only one stretching on the ground, you know? So, um, you know, yeah. I mean, that makes me think of the primal flow moves too that men can do. It's like getting really animalistic. Um, it's kind of like yoga and Pilates or or whatever. But you're you do a lot of range of hip motion with with those as you're as you're doing little acrobatic things on the on the mat. It's it's pretty fun. Um. So you want to shake? Yeah. And, girls? And, and, Speaking of shaking, I'll let you get to that one in just one sec. I do want to say, you know, um, a couple things of, uh, you know, I'm I've always been into Kundalini, and I figure like if you don't do Kundalini yoga, Kundalini yoga is going to do you. So at some point, you know, and I hear I hear stories of people who like, oh, I passed out or I did this or that, and it was like I was having a moment, and I was like, yeah, well, first of all, you probably your body needed to to get rid of stuff. It needed to purge energy and it needed to, to push out something. So it naturally occurs and it's not, it's okay and it's good and it feels great. But, you know, also I wanted to add to that was saying that I know a lot of Christians that say that that yoga is bad and like the devil and this and that. And I'm like, well, actually yoga has been around for 5,000 years and or longer. And so is Hindu, the language Sanskrit has been around for, 5,000 years or longer. And it's like one of the oldest languages. And so we can't just, um, because we're not familiar with it, like poo it. So, you know, just keep in mind that maybe just keep an open mind with like, you don't have to call it yoga, just call it, just make stretching, well, you know, stretching. that's stretching. That's all it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's not all it is, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, mind body so, connection. Right. And when we're, so when we're doing somatic exercises, um, we're, when we're releasing trauma, you, you know that you are releasing trauma because you're yawning a lot, um, because your vagus nerve is, is all, it's part of your parasympathetic nervous system. It's, it's right up there next to your brainstem. Um, when you soothe the vagus nerve, that also releases, um, pent up energy, uh, pent up energy so that the trauma can flow out um and then you're going to be crying a lot uh, we know this when we do our shadow work and then also laughing um laughing is very very well it's good medicine i always say it's um you know i i try and have a really good belly laugh every day so I, I find something funny or interact with somebody and they make me laugh my ass off i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna try and create experiences to make other people laugh um, because I'm laughing already. <laughs> hey, you know, you can't teach, you can't teach comedy. I mean, come on, let's be right. honest, Marie, but hey, <laughs> um, yes, I, I, I want to, I'll add to that. Um, you know, the, it, it is good to, oh, I wanted to say about, 
crying. And I know you had made a comment about crying or laughing. Um, sometimes we cover up the crying with laughing. I know people who laugh and they're trying to cry, but they can't because it's coming out as laughing. And that's very common for (laughs) the body's experience and that, but I will say that, um, if you can't cry, is there something wrong with you? I don't know. Yeah, probably. (laughs) But I mean, we should all be able to cry. It's, it's just, that we've been a lot, you know, especially men have been told that that's not okay. And I'm not going to say it's okay or not okay. Um, but I would say that it's okay to cry. <laughs> it is okay to cry. It's, it's, emo- it's, um, you're emoting or, you know, you're letting your emotions flow. It's a release. It's, that's all, it's, it's releasing energy. That's, that's all it is. And, um, yeah. Some of us have more to release than others. And listen, if you don't, if you can't cry and you're holding it in and the body can't move through it, it can't process it, then it sometimes does become trauma. So keep that in mind. I'm not saying you have to go force yourself to cry, but I, you know, maybe you do need to go do some of the things that Marie's talking about with like stretching or breathing or, uh, you know, meditating or breathing into where you feel the, the, the tightness so that you can um, process, process. I don't know what other word for process, but, um, digest or, you know, um, move through, uh, the emotions so they don't get stuck. Yeah. I think too, um, as far as paying attention to the body, really paying attention to the solar plexus area is very important because our dramas get stored there. Um, we get like you've mentioned earlier about the the military and the you know my my stomach got queasy, and so um, like that was a that was a reaction that I had. Um, just being attention paying attention to 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 your your gut, um, and also you know work to eat as healthy as you can. And doing supplements, and, but you know what? Sometimes don't eat as healthy as you as you need to because my um, I once got a human design reading and they and he said, Rachel, you need to eat. If you see something that you want, you need to eat that. Like trust yourself. And so I'm like, hey, sweet, <laughs> you know, because I want that piece yeah. of pizza or okay. something. So sometimes yeah. that emotional. So, sure. You know, I guess we can, we get to choose when it's good and when it's not good as a regular practice eating. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. However, as you know, if, if we're, if we're needing some comfort, if we're needing some, some cookies or something or whatever, you know, you need some sweetness, then great. If you yeah. need, um, you know, uh, 10 shots yeah, or 10 alcohol drinks, I, I'd say, you know, maybe find something else because that's maybe not the best. I mean, you know, like I said, I always say I preach it to the choir, but you guys know, but like, come on. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to have a reminder, memory reminder. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Um, also, when we're, when we're processing things, let it, you know, we want to let it flow uh, and also listen to the messages behind the emotions. Because it comes down to fear or love. And I'm, what I'm thinking about is when I've been in um, conversations with people and it's gotten very heated and it just keeps building. And no matter what is said, um, more and more lash comes out. And before you know it, a volcano, it's like a volcano explodes. And we want to let people, in my experience, and this is what I do, I let people blow up 
because then they are out of steam and that's when you get to the real the real issue behind behind it and it's it's typically it's a loss of control it's it's a loss of finances it's a loss of job it's a loss of you know uh, it could be food scarcity or something like that. Um, you can get get to the heart of the matter of what exactly. So you want to let it flow. Um, so one thing that I guess people are realizing with trauma work is that, like for those imprinted traumas, those really hard hardwired ones. Talk therapy doesn't necessarily work, and it's not going to work for everyone. We can't just keep talking about our problems. We have to take action. Um, we have to think differently about releasing that. And so, again, with the movement, the vigorous exercise, the breathing techniques, also the self-compassion, the self-care um, that goes along, giving yourself grace as you are working through um, um, different traumas. And then also working to create um, community and belonging. So where you have authentic places where you can authentically show up, your emotions can be shared non-judgmentally. Um, we all have skeletons in our closet, so to speak, or whatever. Um, and so we need to we need to be able to to share that with with other people. We need to feel heard. We need space for that. I have um, a couple friends. Once a healer. And he was really good at helping others uh, ground their energy. In fact, I found this a very fascinating thing for the for the men's masculine energy versus the the woman's ability to move energy. And for him, it is a matter of of pulling it out of someone's body to help them ground. Oh, nice. And, and for the woman, she it, his partner, it, it's about um pulling that in and transforming it like pulling it pulling it out of someone like empathetically and uh -huh. and without without taking it on though and, and transforming I, it. I was like whoa those are so different yeah that is so cool wow yeah i could see yeah. that i spent yeah totally yeah. and i was like i was like are you sure that that's a good way to do it like to the woman because the man i was like yeah i felt it. it was just grounded grounded out pushed out that pushed the energy out but uh she was like oh yeah you know i'm good i know how to like transform it and i was like whoa because that because that's always been a weakness of mine is not being able to transform someone else's energy and taking it on unwillingly and unwantingly yeah, yeah. well yeah, it could, it, it, yeah, it takes, it takes practice, but I could see that. I've gotten, in my experience, when I first was going into all of this, I really took on a lot on myself and I've learned to, to transmute quite a bit. Um, it's, it's just, I had to, I couldn't take it all on. I couldn't take on the whole world, um, emotions like that. So. Right. Especially being like a healer. I've, I got out of the healing business. I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do any of that. I just wanted to be an entrepreneur because I felt like that I was not strong enough. I didn't, I didn't master not being able to pull, uh, take on people's energy. And I don't know if that's just because, you know, some of us have a design more of a projection field where I'm, um, you know, and others are, you know, some are projected onto more, others are uh, able 
wait, some project more and some are projected onto more. So there's definitely different designs. Uh, the, the, the way that we're designed, you know, I, I'm a fan of human design. Like right. I, you know, this whole design that we have individual designs that are specific to your person, not, you know, that person, um, is it makes a little bit more sense than kind of like the 13 or sorry, 12 <laughs> astrological, uh, mm-hmm. signs. Uh, but I think that the, the, the astrology signs are a little bit more general with the Libra, Scorpio, you know, that whole thing. But mm-hmm. when it comes to human design, it is literally like a roadmap to one's self. Now, some people, again, I say they aren't really into all that stuff. Um, or they're leery of it, but I would say the best uh, the best advice that I ever got from those people, like the people doing the readings or teachings, were like, "Just go see if that works for you, and if it does, then great, utilize it. If not, then don't. You know, just walk away." So I think that's a at least a better place to be to experiment with something um, than to poo poo it. And and you yeah. know, I just. There's a lot of demonization of things out there right now. So just we just it's like you know truth when and you know if something's like everything's God, you know, if it's good or bad, yeah. I, be, I believe that, but it's just to what degree. Yeah, I think it's so important to be curious. You know, at, at one thing I put in with my own life is like if it put it's put on my path, I'm going to check it out and I'm going to look at it. And I'm either going to, well, I'm definitely going to learn from it, but if I'm going to decide that I want it a part of my life or I'm going to leave it alone or whatever. And, and I think that just being open, that curiosity is, is a really, it's a, it's a good way to be, um, because you, well, you're open, you know, it's a, it's a growth mindset. You're, you're, you're willing to experience different things and decide what works for you. Yeah, as I saw, you know, as yeah. you guys have heard before, yeah. you're either growing or you're dying. So, yeah. I mean, you, you, we get to choose. So we're either there's either life or there's there's the opposite of life, which is death and and transformation on either end. So yeah. everybody gets to choose. Yeah. Um, the last thing that I have is is again, it's being curious. If you're being curious about taking a deep inventory of your life. You know, what can stay? What needs to go? What do you need to distance yourself from or separate? What's holding you back? Um, you can do T-charts with this. Are my choices propelling me forward to what I want to manifest or holding me back in stuck old patterns? And then what are those old patterns? What What are you looking to, to break free from, break the mold from? Because we are creatures of habit. Remember, if we're always... If we're, we, stuck in our subconscious mind quite a bit often throughout the day we need to be intentional about changing changing our ways and i also know that you talked about exercise i don't remember if you had mentioned that um just sweating did you mention that already um yeah sweating yeah so exercise you want you want to move the body but you also it's really about getting the heart rate going so the chi can flow. And so if that also includes going into a sauna or going to a sweat or something like that, you or just standing that, outside in the Arizona weather. 
Right. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that that's, you know, getting getting the heart rate going, getting the lymphatic going. Right. Um, the being got a drain. Being di- di- uh, being disciplined in that, you know, it's kind of like being disciplined and keeping your house clean, being disciplined and making your bed, being disciplined in exercising. And that's a hard one, especially when, mm-hmm. you know, life is happening. So, um, you know, I think that's why people get those Fitbits, but they don't realize that it's tapping into a whole new vibration <laughs> into them. It's, tra- it's tracking. Yeah. Um, there was something in the chat. I think that, oh, uh, Tureko is saying um, life in the fiction is death though. And I think that's what's so fascinating about it since Chief made it so that the fiction is trapped. I don't want to say trapped, you know, maybe trapped. Yeah. They're trapped in their own, in their own death cult, which is uh, the past or the future, which is never the now because the now is always happening right now. And in order to contract in the now, in order to, to operate in the now, which is where we are, where you're thriving and living, (laughs) uh, breathing, then that, that makes total sense. And I think the biggest challenge, and we don't have to talk about this on this call, is like, how can the now space have authorization? Now, if you guys want to, I would definitely recommend going into look at the video of Chiefs uh, that we did called um, the for the closure of the now space authorization. How does the now space have authorization? And it and it is something that at some point we do need to get a deep dive into uh, Chiefs' brain about, but that concept of things crystallizing into matter and into this into this now space form is part of it and um like uh marie said being intentional with the volition and the being curious about it is is uh is going to help yes um, I was going to say something and I lost my thoughts. <laughs> well, uh, you know, just some of the comments in the chat while you're thinking, uh, you know, some of this is kind of like a, he said, she said, like where women, uh, are skilled at versus where men are skilled at. And I would like to think that those are all true, it, you know, where we have the, customary concept of how the man is one way and the woman is one way. However, when we are pulling in from the divine feminine and the divine masculine, not to say that we need to be imbalanced in how much we have of that of the other. Uh, you know, if we are a female, then we can have the divine masculine and be balanced in that as healthy and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And with that, I feel like we can pull when there is a time to be emotional, when there is a time to talk things out, when there is a time to be more feminine, that can happen. That does not make you, you know, transsexual. That does not make you confused with your sexuality just because you can pull in elements of the divine feminine as a man. In fact, many successful entrepreneurs and um, spiritual, well, I, I should just say leaders out there, like who are entrepreneurial leaders, and uh, personal development are are skilled in that. They have that skill. They they're balanced in and and confident in their, um, not only their sexuality but in their um, now space uh, uh, identity. Yeah. Um, 
I, I was what I was looking, looking at is what you talked about, what she's saying about the crystallized thoughts. Um, we do yes. to remember that thoughts become things. Um, they definitely, and so that was, and when we go into our portion about filling up our cup, I wanted to talk more in depth about about that, about the words that we choose, the thoughts that we choose. Um, so it, we need to do a lot of shedding, and it's not. And it's something that, you know, this kind of work, also getting out into nature, getting that negative ionization, super helpful, getting into or around bodies of water, um, getting around rocks, you know, rock hounding or hiking, um, getting that fresh air, that fresh prana um, is also extremely beneficial. Yeah, Billy Carson, uh, he's great. He's on YouTube. He's got a bunch of stuff. I think he has a website called Forbidden Something. Anyway, he has plenty of uh, conversations where he's talking about materializing your realities. And part of it is, you know, if you speak things that are, you know, a certain way, then it, it crystallizes that and creates a portal or a timeline for that. And, um, you know, I will say, and I am guilty of, you know, if I'm upset or something and I will go into depth about that and maybe verbally, uh, processing it in order to comprehend it fully in my own mind. But I would say we need to all keep a positive outlook in that because, because it is crystallizing and it is, it is creating a reality for you. Yeah, that made me think of, again, with the filling up the cup, one of the things I wanted to talk about there is, you know, it's the Carolyn Miss thing. If God gives you $100 a day of energy or energy, how are we spending it? And so if we are are verbalizing um, our our problems or our memories or, you know, we're rehashing dead stuff, um, but it's not going to pay off in dividends. We need to be thinking about in the now space, you have a hundred dollars of energy every day going forward. Tomorrow morning, you're going to wake up with a hundred dollars of, of energy. How are you going to spend that? And I think that that's a really great analogy um, to be intentional about, about how we, we spend, how we, how we spend our day, what, what we pay attention to, what media we consume, what, um, interaction, what relationships that um, we're building or, you know, we're maintaining, um, what knowledge, you know, like I've spent an incredible amount in the last six months um, with with the venue topics and that kind of stuff. So that's been really a wonderful traction from all of the media bullshit. Um, it's, it's been really, really nice to be able to focus on venue stuff. So, yeah, and it, and it's challenging. Um, you know, sometimes we have family or friends, and you know, when they start to harp on the past or things that really aren't that significant, and and it's just kind of it's hard. It's hard for me to hear. It's hard for me to sit sure. there and and be sympathetic to what's going on. Um, if I know that it's really not in their immediate or their, their current situation, it was just something that they're rehashing for, I don't know what reason, just for conversation's sake. 
that mm-hmm. to me is always like, oh, you know, I got to, you know, we, we have to get confident about shutting things down um, in a nicest way possible, I guess. But like, sometimes we don't have to be nice about it. But however, the situation calls for when it's appropriate, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, but if somebody's going into a certain um, a certain way that just is 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 gonna pull the energy down like it's it is okay for us to to well, to 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 push back on that and, and just yeah. not not say thank and say thank no thank you yeah you could say no thank you um and maybe that's also an opportunity to practice the the four agreements too um because we can hold space for other people without necessarily taking on whatever i I mean it really just depends on the situation yeah i was um, gonna say to an extent for sure like you know absolutely absolutely yeah Yeah, i I had a friend i had a friend like that she would just like talk and talk and talk and then and now i just kind of find it soothing like before it was like oh my god you know and now i'm just kind of like you know now i've just like kind of like i've just learned to transform it you know into yeah. just energy so i'm like hey if she's not going to use this i'll take some of that energy right so yeah. we can it's all as billy carson says you know you're you or i can't remember exactly who said this actually they were talking about we don't make energy we just move energy it's constantly being moved, right. not made. Right. It's so true. Yeah, it can't be created. Isn't that interesting? Or just, right? It's just constantly moving. Unless it's like a black hole, because like right. when they found out they could disturb electrons, and then it created some sort of a disruption in the field, and then created some sort of a black hole, aka like some sort of a portal or something. Like that's some some interesting yeah. technology there. But I would say. I don't even know if they're creating energy on that sense. I think they're still um, just moving it, just moving it. Yeah. Wow. So uh, there was a, um, are you going to hand out to everybody uh, the agreement um, or do you want to work on that? We'll hand it out later. The one that is like the, the daily contract. The daily contract. Are you still working on it? The one that you sent last night and I was like, Oh yeah, but you could add this and this. Yeah. Um, let me, cause you can still work on it and we can send it later, but if not, you can send it now. Cause obviously it's in fiction and stuff, but it could. Okay. It, it's, yeah, a, it's a, it's a work in development. <laughs> Yeah, um, I updated it as much as I could. It's still in fiction, but I, I, I worked to work with the prefixes as much as possible. Sure. Um, earlier, yeah. If it's if it's okay, I could send that out in the next. Yeah, um, I think so. And I would say that if you guys would love to set a daily clearing. Um, this is a very, very powerful saying. Um, when I was reading it, if I saw something that I felt like needed to be changed or shifted or said in a different way, I mean, obviously we can put this in, you know, someone could put it in quantum, uh, conceivably as well. It's just that I think this is very powerful and it actually, yeah, it works. It, it works. works. It, Let me be it, honest it, with you. Be- and, and, and listen, on the other end of this, on the other side, after you've done that clearing, like just know that things can shift pretty dramatically. <laughs> and so, 
emotions can move. Motion motion is motion. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. I will, I'll send that to you. Um, Okay. Tomorrow or Tuesday and and, we'll get that and then we'll there. post it in here so you guys have something to look forward to. Um, that's pretty cool. And, and um, so we will. Um, <gasps> sorry about that. Doggy barky. So um, anyhow, guys, I want to thank you so much for, for coming and for. Thank you so much for popping in and for um, your comments tonight. They helped uh, us with where we were going with some of our concepts and, um, and helping you guys help us again. Like, you know, I always say that is it's always very helpful to have your, your, your comments and your volition and your interest in the, in these topics. And if you have any concepts for what you would like to hear, you know, or you want, um, different guests with different concepts, go ahead, let us know. And I'm happy to seek out these people and they will also come forward. You know, Marie was, we're so grateful that you, uh, took it upon yourself to, to, to volunteer your work and your passion and your expertise, because this is such an uh, important topic. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for, for making this happen. It's, It's truly my pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're, you're so blessed and um, we're so very grateful to have um, people like you in the venue showing that there is just a lot of expertise and a lot of great people, a lot of great um, volition. Just, I'm just repeating the same words because it's just the same. It's just the same thing over and over again. And, and that's the formula for success for the win. So thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. And happy Father's okay. Day. Hey, to the divine masculine, keep keep thriving out there. To the divine masculine, you know, to, to all the fathers who have love and lost and who continue to persevere and who are, you know, to the postmasters who, uh, postmaster fathers who have to deal with, you know, with the, the fiction partner and, and they're, they're working on that transition. That's really big. That's really challenging. And so we give you guys our hearts and wish for everybody to have, um, the best rest of your day, maybe with your families, maybe, maybe just hermiting in by yourself and with some, some flowers or some, a bath or, um, a movie or just a soft blanket. (laughs) So whatever, whatever floats your boat. All right, guys, thank you so much and have a wonderful evening. Namaste. Namaskar.